0: Uh, I'm your host, Kurt Chamberlain, along with your co-host, Pastor Dick Chamberlain, and we have back with us today uh, uh, on Tuesday, uh, Dr. J.B. Hickson. Uh, due to uh, a personal family loss, he was he was absent and and had uh, family duties to attend to him. But we're very very glad that that uh, he's back with us today, and uh, we're going to be talking about. Uh, how Christians should be responding to tyranny. Um, And I know that JB's got some great information to give us uh, on that subject. uh, And it's something I think that's on everybody, everybody's mind, uh, every Christian's mind. And, and so it's a very important subject. We're glad we're, we're talking about it now today. So JB, uh, we have a whole lot of stuff has happened in the last, just the last week. And, uh, We've got new government mandates coming out, et cetera, et cetera. And uh, it seems as though uh, what we once knew as the United States of America, a free and democratic republic, is is morphing into uh, a tyranny of sorts, a medical tyranny. And uh, all of the signs are there. Uh, And I'm sure there are a lot of Christians wondering, what should we do about this? How should we be reacting to this and how should we respond or should we respond at all? And, uh, I, I know you've got some, some answers to that prepared. So if you would, uh, let us know, how should Christians respond to tyranny?
1: Well, thanks so much, Curtis. And thank you for your prayers
0: uh, for my family last week as yes, we, sir. uh, were uh, attending a funeral, uh, of
2: my mother-in-law, dear Christian lady, who's now with uh,
1: with the Lord, and uh, we uh, miss being with you, of course. But I'm thankful that uh, you didn't fill my spot. You know, sometimes when when a, a regular kind of has to miss one week, a, the backup comes in and steals the show. You
0: know, uh, and he ends up becoming the starter. And so I'm glad I didn't get bumped. But, oh uh, no, we would never, yeah. we would never do that to you, JB. We love you, man.
1: Yeah, well, I appreciate it. We love you guys, too, and really do appreciate the prayers. And yeah, so what I'd like to do today in our uh, two parts of uh, today's show is, uh, first of all, uh, we do want to reflect on a lot of the things that have happened in the two weeks since I've had the privilege of being with you. Uh, but also, I want to uh, make those uh, remarks and those uh, observations in the context of what Christians should be doing. You know, I've got a lot of uh, email and uh, different communications, uh, posts on some of the different video channels as my What in the World is Going On series uh, has uh, gotten some traction. And uh, by the way, we will be looking at part four of
2: that series uh, tomorrow night. And right. I
1: encourage all of your listeners to tune in at notbyworks.org at 6 p.m. Mountain Time for the live stream. Uh, if you're not able to live stream it tomorrow night, uh, then the video will be posted uh, by later that night, and you can watch it at your leisure uh, late Wednesday night or, or Thursday or any time after that. But uh, tomorrow night, we're going to be looking at Agenda 2030 and the Luciferian timetable. Oh, yeah. uh, as you just said, a lot of things are happening very fast, and it certainly leads us to believe that uh, the Luciferians are entering uh, the end game, and we need to kind of point out some of those uh, so those things. And so that's what we're going to be doing uh, tomorrow night. But for today's show, you know, you mentioned the tyranny and how Christians should respond to tyranny. Uh, there is an expert uh, that I have read most of his books and followed uh, his teaching for 15 plus years now, who uh, often uses the phrase uh, the totalitarian tiptoe to refer to the Uh, slow and methodical efforts of the Luciferians to usher in uh, the satanic one world government, just as scripture says will happen. And uh, he talks about how that's been going on really for centuries Mm -hmm. and uh, ultimately even for 6,000 years, we would say, going back to Satan's garden. Uh, But, you know, I was thinking about that phrase totalitarian tiptoe, and that might have been a a good description uh, in years past, but in the 520 days since, uh, or 21 days, I guess today, since the medical tyranny began and the uh, COVID scam was rolled out, it really is not so much a totalitarian tiptoe as it is a tyrannical trampling. And that's what I see happening. And I'm getting lots of different responses from uh, believers. Uh, some are, uh, still deceived and therefore critical. Um, they still have their head in the sand. And honestly, at this point, if, uh, if uh, believers cannot see what's happening before our very eyes, I, I don't know what else we can do. Um, we can explain it, but we can't understand it for you. That's up to you. And, uh, and honestly, when I get criticism from people, uh, usually it's based on you know anecdotes. They'll say, you know, you're being insensitive, you know, my you know, grandfather died of COVID and you're being insensitive. Well, I, I realize people are dying and that's tragic and people uh, have been dying of the flu every year. Uh, uh, it's, it's, it is tragic. Um, uh, flu, flu and upper respiratory syndrome, uh, SARS type viruses are very dangerous, especially for those with compromised immune systems. Uh, but that's always been the case. Um, and as a, just as one case in point, in 2019, there were over 600,000 uh, young people under the age of 18 uh, that died of the flu. And uh, and yet nobody was requiring all children, you know, age kindergarten enough to wear masks. Nobody said a word about it. You never heard one peep about it. No. And now, now suddenly this year, you know, now with, you know, literally 0.02 percent, you have two and one million, two out of every one million children are dying that's it it's like i think five zero point five point zero 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 two is the percentage there of chance of dying from covid and yet school districts all across the nation are mandating masks and uh, so people just aren't thinking rationally they're not thinking logically and they're buying the deception that is being propagated by the media by the health department, by the CDC, by the FDA, by the White House. And they're not thinking critically about the facts of the matter. And I've tried to show that in our series, What in the World is Going On. Uh, Nobody, for example, is talking about the literally tens of thousands, according to the CDC and FDA, tens of thousands of people that are uh, uh, getting severely sick and dying. Uh, The latest data from the CDC and FDA Uh, which they control the VAERS system, the Vaccine Adverse Event Reporting System, uh, run by the CDC and FDA jointly, Uh, is over, I just checked it for July 30th, that's the latest data that has come out, over half a million severe reactions and almost 13,000 deaths, Uh, and yet nobody's talking about those deaths. Uh, So clearly, Uh, And we don't want to necessarily rehash all of the facts I've given uh, in part two of my What in the World is Going On series 16 incontrovertible proofs that uh, the pandemic was a preplanned agenda. Uh, But the question now becomes for believers that do recognize the truth and do realize that uh, this is a serious paradigm shift in our country away from freedom and uh, constitutional rights and so forth what do we do and so to answer that question i want us to take a look at a passage that may be familiar to some of our listeners from genesis 26 when uh, abimelech the king of gerar uh, was uh, chasing isaac and uh, isaac was uh, thinking about fleeing to egypt to escape uh gerar and to escape the famine that was in the land mm-hmm. and uh but god spoke to isaac and told him that he needed to stay there and in genesis 26 god reaffirms the A- abrahamic covenant that god had given to abraham back in genesis 12 mm-hmm. and he promises that uh, that he'll he'll bless he'll be with isaac and he'll bless him and uh so you pick it up in verse 16 of genesis 26 and. Uh, Abimelech even begins to see that God's hand of blessing is on Isaac. And Abimelech says to Isaac, go away from us,
2: for you are much mightier than we. <laughs> I love that, that phrase. <laughs> and, uh, and certainly, you know, God can show
1: himself mighty in the face of, of enemies. But what was interesting is that as Isaac and his crew begin to travel throughout the barren land, uh, they began to dig wells. And if you know anything about the ancient Near East, the wells, water wells, were a sign of prosperity and blessing and wealth. Uh, The the more uh, prosperous you were as a family or as a clan, the deeper your wells and the more abundant your wells. But uh, these wells in that region had originally been dug by his father Abraham, but the Philistines had come along and and stopped them all up and destroyed them. And uh, so it really was a barren land in the midst of a famine. And yet God says, dig a well. And so Isaac does just that. He and his servants dig a well in that valley. And guess what? They found running water there. And then they moved on. And uh, they dug another well. And uh, and guess what? They found water there. And they kept obeying God and trusting God and digging wells. And uh, I think that's uh, sort of a good reminder for us today that we need to keep trusting God. And keep digging wells. I mean, that's a, I'm using that as a metaphor now. It was literal wells in Isaac's day. But uh, for us today, we need to keep trusting God and doing the next thing, yeah. uh, being prepared and not become consumed and obsessed with the dangers that lie ahead. And make no mistake that there are dangers coming. At this point, again, if, if, if people don't see that and don't recognize how precarious things are, uh, in this world right now, uh, I don't know what to tell you, honestly. I, right. you know, I can't, uh,
2: right. like I said, I can explain it to you, but I, I can't understand it for you. Uh, but you know,
1: then I thought of Proverbs 16. I got to thinking about wells, and uh, and by the way, this whole uh, thought about uh, uh, Isaac and the wells, just sort of the Lord put it on my heart this very morning. I, I went and had breakfast this morning with some men in my church very early, and it was about 45 minutes away. And on my drive back, I was thinking about this. But at the breakfast, somebody was mentioning uh, some problems with their well on their property. And, and it, the Lord just brought this passage to my mind. And I kind of shared it with them. And then I, on my drive back, I had some time to really think think about it even further. And, and I feel like it's a good reminder, again, that uh, God is faithful. But in, in Proverbs 16, Proverbs says, Understanding is a wellspring of life to him who mm-hmm. has it. <laughs> yes. And, you know, that wellspring there is, is similar to the word well, water well. It, it refers to water boiling up above the surface of the abundance. The Bible says that understanding is like that. And so if people don't understand what's going on, then they're going to be stuck like a fool in its folly, the verse goes on to say. But if they do understand, and see all that's happening in this world through the lens of truth, uh, and then respond to it through the lens of Scripture. And then they will be uh, they will be happy. You know they will have abundance. Uh, you know Proverbs uh, tells us, and also in that same passage in Proverbs sixteen verse twenty, he who heeds the word wisely will find good,
2: and whoever trusts in the Lord happy is he. Yes, and uh,
1: just, it just occurs to me, Curtis, that anxiety, stress, uh, fear, all of those—all of
0: those—are the opposite of happiness, right? Right. You, you would never
1: consider someone who is anxious and nervous and fearful and depressed. You would not consider them happy, right? That's correct. The biblical concept of happiness is contentment, satisfaction, uh, and when we put our trust in the Lord, that's what. We experience that type
2: of happiness, contentment, Amen. satisfaction. Amen. But when we fear what man
1: can and is doing to us, then we uh, obviously are not happy. And so, I guess the overarching thing to remember is that we have to trust God, because if not, the alternative is a life of you know distress and
2: anxiety mm-hmm. and fear and. We can't
1: think clearly when we're fearful, which is precisely what the enemy wants.
2: Right. He wants us to be confused. He wants us to be fearful. He
1: wants us to simply do what we're told and do what these Satan worshiping Luciferian government leaders are telling us to do. And again, for some of your listeners, that may sound hyperbolic. Uh, it's not. Uh, if if you have not yet uh, studied the Luciferian conspiracy. I encourage you to watch my 18-part video series, Spirit of the Antichrist, in which I trace it all the way back to Genesis and show you that for 6,000 years, Satan has been conspiring with demons and human agents to try to take over this world through massive deception. And only by the grace of God and God's sovereign timetable has that been held back. Mm
2: -hmm. But we know from Scripture, uh, if you believe God's Word, and I do, that ultimately, Satan will succeed for a period of time. Right. Uh, ultimately, he will take over uh,
1: this world, and uh, and and the Antichrist, you know, will uh, will lead it. Um, you know, I've said for many years now, and, and and I again, I covered this in my Spirit of the Antichrist series. That when the time comes for the Antichrist to be unveiled, he's not going to appear on the world stage and then try to start building the new world order. The new world order will already be prepared and ready to go for his arrival so that when he takes his place as the leader of the world he will immediately have control of a unified planet
2: and um, so you know i think that's 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 something that's happening right before
1: you know our very eyes but uh i guess you know I, i i would point to say for example psalm 5 or king david uh who wrote you know 75 psalms half of the psalms uh is encouraging us uh and he says for and, and by the way this is uh when he was uh you know running uh from uh, i forget what the context was but he was he was obviously facing some type of personal enemy and um, actually this particular psalm doesn't tell us i was thinking of a different one i'm studying Psalms right now in our sunday morning service and so i've got a bunch of Psalms running through my mind but Psalm 5 is, we don't know the context, but it's clearly uh, a, a, a cry for help and for to, for, to be rescued from uh, his enemy. And listen to what he says. For you are not a God who takes pleasure in wickedness, nor shall evil dwell with you. He goes on to say, you shall destroy those who speak falsehood. The Lord abhors, the Lord abhors, that's strong language, the bloodthirsty and deceitful man which is exactly what we're dealing with right now. We've caught uh, the Luciferians in lie after lie after lie. Of course, Jesus reminds us that the Satan is the father of lies, and when he speaks, everything he says is a lie because he, he, he cannot possibly do anything else. Everything he says is a lie. Um,
2: mm-hmm. And
1: so the, the Lord will destroy them ultimately. And then he go David goes on in Psalm 5 to say, for there is no faithfulness in their mouth, their inward part is destruction. Their throat is an open tune. They flatter with their tongue. Just one metaphor after another, talking about these lying liars. Um, and again, if you don't understand the premise that there are really, really bad Satan-worshipping evil people pulling the strings of our government right now, then of course it's going to be harder for you to understand what's happening to you. Uh, you know, you're going to just continue to bow down and worship at the altar of fauci or the government or the cdc or your school board or your health department or whatever and 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 believe a, a lie that is patently scientifically proven to be false but if you if you start with the premise that is thoroughly biblical that there are pretty evil people working at the behest of satan to do us harm then it begins to strip away some of the blinders and your eyes are open and you begin to say, wow, I didn't realize it was, it was this bad. But to David ends, the, or it doesn't end it, but toward the end of the psalm, he goes on to say, but let those rejoice who put their trust in you. Let them ever shout for joy because you defend them. Let those also who love your name be joyful in you. For you, O Lord, will bless the righteous. With favor you will surround him as with a shield. So... Again, we know that uh, it's, things are going to get tough. Jesus promised in this world we will have tribulation. Uh, we know that Paul said evil men and impostors will grow worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived, 2 Timothy three thirteen. But none of this should catch us off guard. But we also need to remember that the eyes of the Lord are in every place, keeping watch on the evil and the good, Proverbs fifteen three, And uh, that the Lord has made all for himself, even the wicked for the day of doom proverbs sixteen four. in other words their day is coming right and uh proverbs 14 90 says the evil will bow before the good and the wicked at the gates of the righteous and that's what we look forward to in the coming kingdom uh someday so Amen. you know i just want our listeners to be encouraged and to recognize that a better day is coming but you better get your head out of the sand um uh, because uh, it's not looking good in the, in the near term. And if you're not prepared, you're going to be uh, swept away. And uh, one key indicator of that, and I'm sure you saw this, uh, Curtis, is that last Friday, uh, the Department of Homeland Security
2: issued a new terror alert. Oh, it's, the yeah. time, it's the first time in several
1: years that they've actually issued a mm-hmm. new one of this uh, level. And it's a bulletin in which they're saying for the next 90 days that they are anticipating more terror attacks to coincide with the anniversary, the 20th anniversary of uh, the nine 11 false flag. Mm-hmm. And right at the top of their list, and I'm going to show this and read uh, from the bulletin uh, Wednesday night as part of my presentation and what in the world is going on. But right at the top of, uh, of the, uh, uh, list, and this was right on NBC Nightly News with Lester Holt. Uh, I've got a screenshot of it. I actually watched the video and did a screenshot. It says potential terror threats. And
0: what would you think is the first thing on the list? <laughs> Anybody
1: who opposes
0: COVID, COVID regulation or restriction. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So if you if you believe, as do hundreds of thousands of doctors worldwide as i demonstrated in part one of this uh, series or maybe it was part two uh, but if you believe along with hundreds of thousands of medical doctors physicians pediatricians surgeons neurologists, other scientists that wearing masks is unhealthy dangerous and has absolutely no benefit against a severe acute respiratory syndrome virus like covid then you are now a terrorist yeah and People need to think to understand that's not just empty rhetoric. No.
2: Once DHS no. has declared someone a terrorist, they can then seize your bank accounts. That's right. They can then put you on a no-fly list. That's right. They can then you know put you
1: away in, in a prison with no due yeah. process,
2: like some of
1: our American uh, fellow Americans are right now, who. We're guilty of nothing more than basically misdemeanor trespass mm-hmm. on January 6th, and yet now they're locked away in a Gitmo style prison. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's not a small thing to be considered a terrorist, and
2: the Homeland Security just called me and you a terrorist. That's right. Anybody
1: that doesn't want to take an experimental uh, genetic modifying bio injection is a terrorist. And, uh, wow. and that's why they're forcing it more and more and more. So,
2: uh-huh. uh, so thanks for letting me kind of rattle on
1: there with all of that sort of preface to, uh, really some of the things that have happened in the last two weeks. But the, but I want people to realize number one, it's bad, but
2: number two, God is bigger.
0: Oh, absolutely. And he's still in control. Yeah, no doubt. But JB, no doubt. JB, if I may interject, uh, when I go into a store, I tell the, uh, the cashier, that I remember when only criminals wore masks, <laughs> and now if yeah. I don't yeah. wear one, I'm the criminal.
2: Yeah, no, absolutely. It's it's uh, it's
1: literally turning logic, sensibility, and truth on its head.
2: Right. And um, yeah. you know, again, there are more people right now getting sick and dying from the experimental injection than there ever are
1: from the flu. Oh, yeah. And not yeah. only that, but remember, every every so-called case of COVID, and by the way, when I say so-called, I'm not denying that people are sick. Right.
2: I'm just rejecting
1: whether it's really COVID, because even the right. CDC has rejected whether it's even COVID. That's, that's so correct. Every single case, so-called case of COVID, is uh, based upon either A, simply symptoms where they don't actually do any kind of a test. They just say, you've got a lot of the symptoms that correspond with a coronavirus, so we're going to call it COVID. And early on in the pandemic, the CDC issued a statement saying that doctors could not only do that without testing, but they would be incentivized to do that. Uh, In fact, we've got examples uh, of people that weren't even sick. But because their spouse or someone in their home was sick with a flu-like symptom, they not only said the sick person has COVID without doing any testing, but anyone that came in contact with them, they
2: also labeled as COVID, so they would get the money that the government was doling out, mm-hmm. even if they had no symptoms. Yeah. So,
1: but so, so that's point number one. But even more than that, when they were tested, which they did tests by the millions in this country. Oh yeah. When they were tested, they used a test which. The CDC has now been forced to admit is unreliable and cannot distinguish between the flu and COVID. And so they have told all the labs in the country they must stop using it by December 31st. It is unreliable. And so you think about the gravity of that. The entire COVID response
0: was predicated upon a false test. Yeah, the PCR
2: test. Yeah.
1: And uh, so if if anybody wants the link, I'm happy to send you a link right to the CDC's page where they issued an alert in July and said, look,
2: stop using it. Now, of course, many doctors and scientists were saying that all along. Uh, There were were all
1: kinds of independent tests from groups that were showing that these PCR tests were absolutely worthless for detecting COVID. So next time someone tells you they have COVID, here's what I want you to add, or that they know someone who had COVID. Say, really, that's great. Can I see the lab results that show COVID? (laughs) <laughs> because there are no blood work tests that show COVID. There's just a little Q-tip that is 90% false positive, admitted, totally admitted on record. That's right. And uh, and, and uh, that's all they've got. Either that or just speculation based on symptoms. Yep. Those are the two ways that someone gets designated as having COVID. So <laughs> ask them, hey, can I see the, the lab work for that?
0: Yeah, that's right. That's right. That would be a smart thing to do. So, So J.B., do you think it would be a safe statement to make uh, to say that the more Christian your worldview is, the less susceptible to deception you are? I would with one uh, modification. I would say the more biblical your worldview is, the less susceptible you are uh,
1: to deception, because there are a lot of Christians out there who, who are probably really christians they've probably placed their faith in jesus christ the son of god who died and rose again they're born again but they're they're a part of a christian community or a christian church or a christian subgroup that really knows very little about the bible
2: right and, and right. therefore they're following people
1: like beth moore who's out there telling all believers they should get the vaccine
2: or franklin graham or oh, robert Sheffield. yeah You know, so they're, they're swept up in this
1: tide of deception. So a Christian worldview isn't necessarily the
2: same as a biblical
0: worldview. That is very true. Very true. Thank you for correcting me on that because that is exactly what I meant was a biblical worldview. But, uh, uh, yeah, the more biblical your worldview, ladies and gentlemen, uh, the less susceptible to this type of deception you'll be, the more of the truth you'll actually be able to, to understand. And, uh, uh, appreciate you reminding that, uh, us of that this morning, JB. In this first half hour, uh, we are coming up on a, on our half hour break, uh, so I'm, I'm assuming you're you're planning on staying with us for the next half hour, right?
2: Yeah, if you'll have me. Absolutely. Oh,
0: of course we <laughs> we wouldn't have it any other way, brother. Uh, so, listen, what we're going to do is we're going to take a, a brief break here. Uh, we'll be back momentarily, be certain to uh, stay with us and, and hear uh, some some critical information coming up in the next half hour with Dr. J.B. Hickson. Uh, stay tuned and we will be returning very shortly. Welcome back. Uh, thank you for staying with us uh, during that short break. Uh, we are uh, about ready to embark upon another half hour discussion with Dr. J.B. Hickson uh, regarding uh, tyranny and how Christians should be responding to it uh, when they recognize it. Uh, we, we in our first half hour, JB, we talked about uh, being able to recognize it, uh, and uh, you gave us a great example of how God is faithful to to uh, to keep us safe and uh, to guide us and direct us even in the worst of times such as tyranny and uh thank you for that that biblical example um but you know it it, it, as we were talking during the break um there are some things that we we need to make our listeners aware of and i I believe that you plan on doing that in this upcoming 30 minutes some new developments that that uh, are, are critical to being able to discern what's going to be happening in the next 90 days or so Um, Could you kind of fill us in on the details of of some of these developments?
2: Yeah, you bet.
1: So uh, again, just as a reminder, I'm going to be going into much greater detail tomorrow night in part four of what the world is going on. And that will be live streamed at 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and you can watch the live stream at our ministry website, which is notbyworks.org, and then click the live stream button. Uh, and by the way, all of our videos are recorded, so even if you can't live stream it, you can watch the video later that night or any time after that, and there are some of our listeners out there who, rather than watch a video, prefer to listen to the audio only, and so all of uh, all three and, and soon to be four parts of what in the world is going on are available on any podcast provider, just uh, on your favorite podcast app, just type in Not by Works Ministries, and hit the subscribe or follow button. And then every time we post a new uh, a video, which is also in audio form, the audio will show up in your podcast feed and you can listen to it while you're driving or working or multitasking. So, uh, but yeah, what we're going to talk about in this second half is just uh, some of the new developments that are happening. Uh, you know, they are doubling down, the Luciferians are doubling down on this tyranny. Uh, as more and more Americans push back, they are digging in even deeper and not relenting. And uh, and so, you know, I'm reminded again of what we talked about in the first hour with uh, Isaac. Isaac did not, you know, bury his head in the sand and ignore the threats from Abimelech. He acknowledged them. He was aware of them. And he took them to the Lord. And he did the things that he needed to do to uh, survive that. Uh, famine and those uh, attacks from Abimelech, and he kept digging wells. And uh, so at the end of this uh, second half here, I want to reserve a little time to kind of give some practical advice on what we can do and should be doing uh, to prepare. But uh, first, the bad news. uh, Again, keeping this all in perspective with trusting God and recognizing that God is ultimately in charge, we nevertheless need to be aware that they are ratcheting up the plans to, to make sure that everybody uh, in America and ultimately in the world uh, takes this experimental uh, genetic-modifying bio-experimental injection. And so, uh, you know, we've seen several examples of that uh, in the news, you know, even just in the last couple of weeks, um, you know, Fauci was – uh, in one of his press conferences August the 8th was out there saying I expect there to be a flood of COVID vaccine mandates especially after FDA approval so uh, and by the way you know again as I've talked about last in my last what was going on a series uh, it normally takes 15 to 20 years to get any vaccine approval uh, there has never been a vaccine approved for a SARS virus. We still have no vaccine for SARS one, right? Because the nature of the virus is such that you cannot vaccinate against it, mm-hmm. and that's the reason that even this current so-called COVID vaccine, which is still an experimental uh, uh, vaccine or injection, uh, it doesn't really inoculate you against
2: the virus. Mm-hmm. I mean, in their own words, right? If you get the vaccine. You can still get COVID. You can still transmit COVID. You still
1: have to wear a mask. You still have to social distance. And you have to get multiple booster shots for the rest of your lives. You know, it, it's it's not a pandemic. It's an endemic. Yeah. It's
0: they going to go on forever. They, they've, been, they've been telling folks now that with the vaccination, you can be asymptomatic and still be shedding uh, genetic virus material, viral material to other people. If I can just jump in Absolutely. there for a moment, I heard a news, uh, news person say two days ago, uh, he called it a plandemic.
1: Yeah. Yeah, no, it's, it was plandemic for sure. And, and by the way, if you uh, have not watched the two-part documentary series that came out last year, plandemic and then plandemic indoctrination, mm-hmm. uh, not indoctrination, but doctor, like a medical doctrination. I highly recommend that because it exposes a lot of the, the background and you know, David Martin is featured in that and he's
2: got a lot of smoking gun evidence about, about this. It's not a novel yeah. coronavirus. Has
1: been. There's nothing new about
0: it. It's, it's over it's, 20 it's, years old. To, yeah. Yeah. 22 years old as <laughs> you and I talked about. So, but, uh,
1: but yes, it's definitely planned. But so given the fact that even if you get the vaccine, you can still get COVID, yeah. you can still transmit
2: COVID. Mm-hmm. You can still
1: transmit it if you're asymptomatic, you still must wear a mask. You still must social distance on and on and on. You have to ask, what's the point, especially <laughs> yeah. when you consider the adverse effects and the people uh, that are dying. Now I, I had somebody uh, email me and was critical of my uh, perspective on this, which again, I, you know, I don't see how anybody could, could not see it for what it is, but in any event, they were one of these that's been duped and blinded by the government narrative. And they said, well, you know, supposedly it makes the symptoms less severe when you do get COVID.
0: Well, tell that to the tens of thousands of people who've died from getting the vaccine. Exactly. Uh, or the half a million that have you know had
1: all kinds of adverse reactions like miscarriages and all kinds of other heart problems and blood clotting. So, you know, you can just parrot back the answer, but that's the best they've got
0: well and i'll tell you it it, it 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 hasn't gotten any but this is what they've always used uh if i could jb i'd like to share a little yes. bit of a, a personal experience uh i'm a desert storm veteran uh and uh, when i was in country uh and we were preparing to uh do what we we had to do over there uh we had a, a our commander uh brought us together for a platoon meeting and uh, said we we have an experimental anthrax vaccine uh, available to you if you'd like to take it now we don't know what the side effects will be but it it is thought that it will lessen the severity of the symptoms should you be infected with the anthrax virus you can take yes. this if you like you don't have to it's it's voluntary uh, it, it's the same narrative it's the same and we don't know what it'll do but it should lessen the symptoms or the severity uh, should you become yeah. infected yeah
1: yeah that's that's and thank you for your service by the way and, and sometime I'd like to talk offline about more about vaccines in the military uh, because of course they just announced that you know the, the military must get you know
2: vaccinated yeah. Uh, yeah. basically you no know, later than mid September or upon full uh, authorization
1: of the vaccine by the FDA,
2: whichever comes first, according to the Fed oh. Secretary, <laughs> <Lord Johnson. laughs> right? So, so uh, you know, watch for
1: that. But, but, uh, but anyway, that, that's all they've got, Curtis, uh, on this vaccine. The yeah. only possible yeah. upside, which is also a lie, because remember, everything they say is a lie. Yeah, but only admitted upside is that well it might make your symptoms not as severe (laughs) but tell that to you know the all the hundreds of thousands of people who got the vaccine and are suffering severe problems so that's right and all of this for a virus that has a global survival rate of 99.8 (laughs) percent and for those who are healthy and have no comorbidities especially young people it's it's exponentially less than that so, I mean, you have a greater chance of getting hit by lightning twice in the same day than you do of dying from COVID or even being hospitalized from COVID if you're a young person. So, but yet they're insisting that all of these young people get the vaccine before they go back to college or before they go to school, even if your parents don't want you to. I mean, think about this. If you're a Bible-believing parent who does not believe you should be taking pre-born dead murdered babies and injecting parts of their bodies into your body and so you say to your son or daughter we're not going to get the vaccine in some states now and they're pushing for more that young person underage can still go to a clinic and and have a doctor sign off on it and against the
2: parents wishes take this experimental bio injection mm-hmm. and it's lunacy.
0: yeah isn't there a 14-year-old girl somewhere that got got this lawsuit or this this legal action started somewhere? I can't remember yeah, where. I, I think I remember reading something about it.
1: Yeah, I'm going to show a clip from CNN where they interview her, and she's got a website, and she's out there just trying to, to, to help all these peers of hers who, who their parents won't let, their mean parents won't let them take yeah. an experimental bio-injection. And uh, and so yeah, it's it's just, but it's all
0: planned. I mean, she's obviously paid and played. She's a part of it. I, I so think I think so too. Yeah. Yeah. Everything Fox News in, and it's all
1: scripted. It's all pushing uh, and uh, uh, agenda. But, uh, but yeah, we just see this coming, and, and it begs the question: Why? I mean, you know, if someone wants to wear a mask, even though we have hundred hundred years of, uh, you know, over a hundred peer-reviewed scientific and medical journal articles saying that it makes no difference. And I'm going to show a picture Wednesday night in my presentation of a um, typical mask like you see everyone wearing uh, under a microscope uh, uh, magnified at 25 times. And it shows the size of the hole in the masks. Of course, it's not visible to the naked eye, but when you put it under a microscope, you can see it. And then relative to the size of the COVID virus, and it's 50 times larger. So I'm, I'm showing that because I want people to have that visual in their mind. Uh, all these people that are wearing these masks dutifully simply because the government told you to. Uh, I want you to picture that
0: and realize how silly it is to think that that little flimsy mask yeah. is going to protect you from a SARS virus. Yeah, I, I, I heard another analogy not too long ago that... Uh, Using a mask to stop this virus is like using a chain link fence to keep out mosquitoes.
1: Yeah, that's an excellent analogy, and it's and it's a good word a picture. But I think actually seeing the mask will kind of remind people of that. So if it's not keeping the virus out, <clears throat> then you know all it's doing is restricting your oxygen level, yeah. making it harder for you to breathe. Rubbing graphene oxide up against you, which most of these masks are coated in graphene oxide, which is known to be uh, lethal, and it's ca- causing skin irritation and skin problems and hypercardia, hypoxia. And so, it's, so it's
0: causing uh, it's causing fungal infections too. Yes, yes, it is. Yeah. So uh,
1: you know, again, if, if the whole point of masks originally, and, and again, there are hundreds of thousands of doctors worldwide that are on record saying this uh, is. If you're in an operating room and you've got a patient whose body is open and their insides are susceptible to spittle or some type of liquid, if the the doctor sneezed or a little bit of spit came out of his mouth while he was saying, scalpel, please, then, yeah, a mask is a good idea. You want to protect those patients in those uh, particularly precarious uh, situations. But for healthy people, to walk around outside or in their own car or like the CDC, I mean the uh, NIH director uh, (laughs) recently said, even in your own home, (laughs) you should wear masks 24 seven. I mean, that's just, it's, I mean, it would not, it would be funny if it weren't so serious. And the fact that so many people, especially Christians have been deceived by this is, it's just almost, hard to comprehend. It, I just, it's,
2: I,
0: it's almost impossible to comprehend.
1: Yeah. So lots more coming down the pike, you know, with these vaccine mandates, which is what concerns me. And again, I don't think they're going to ever strap you down uh, and at, at gunpoint, but they're going to make it so impossible for you to function, for you to work, go to the bank, get on a plane, cross state lines, have medical care, go to a grocery store that you really are basically um, uh, quarantined. And never before in the history of medicine have we quarantined healthy people. Never. Quarantine, by definition, if you look them up, are when someone gets sick and you don't want them to infect someone else, you quarantine them. Right. And uh, it, that are, most people are smart enough, or used to be smart enough anyway,
2: uh, to have enough critical thinking skills to recognize this. If you, yeah. if
1: you have a bad case of the flu, and you have, let's say, a a, a young grandchild or a young child living in your home, you're probably going to stay locked
0: up in your bedroom for a while till you get over it because you don't want to infect your children. Right, that, right, yeah. Or ship the or ship the kid to grandma and grandpa for a while. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Just to yeah. keep them separate. So you
1: quarantine the sick people. Yeah. But we're actually creating and there's you know congressional bills and state level bills that have talked about this creating special. Uh, housing units to quarantine people who refuse to get vaccinated that's and eventually right. it's going to be okay fine you don't have to get the vaccination but you're going to be locked up in this fema camp if you don't that that's basically where it's headed
0: that's exactly uh, where it's headed yeah
1: yeah san francisco like new york becomes uh the, you know the next uh, region to mandate Proof of full COVID vaccine at indoor venues. Uh, California is the first state to order all
2: teachers to get vaccinated against COVID. Uh, I caught this
1: on August 6th on CNN with Wolf Blitzer. This was uh, uh, Rochelle Walensky, the CDC director. By the (laughs) way, the new CDC director, uh, the old one under Trump. But I showed this clip last time in my Two weeks ago, on my Wednesday series, what in the world is going on? But the previous CDC director is on record before Congress saying that the mask is more effective than the vaccine. Oh my so, goodness! We don't really need you, to make you, sure everybody you, gets the vaccine. We just need to make sure everybody wears masks, and they'll be safe. <laughs> so, but of course, you know the science changes daily.
0: You talking so, about as, uh, you were talking about Robert Redfield, weren't you?
1: Yes, Robert Redfield. Exactly.
0: Uh, I saw that clip. I couldn't believe it.
1: Yeah, I showed it a few times uh, in in, in my series. But so Rochelle Walensky on August 6th was with Wolf Blitzer, and she absolutely admitted that the COVID-19 vaccines or experimental injections, as they really are, does not stop the vaccinated person from getting or transmitting the infection. So here's the question that any critical thinking American should be asking. If a vaccinated and non-vaccinated person have the same capacity to carry, shed, and transmit the virus, with or without symptoms, by the way, then what difference does a vaccination passport or vaccination ID card make? In other words, they're turning some people away at the door saying, you're not vaccinated, you can't get in, you don't have your papers, show me your papers, right? Well, they've admitted that the people that are vaccinated have the same
2: capacity to carry, shed and transmit the virus. That's right. So that,
1: that right there is again, the smoking gun that shows you it's not about protecting
2: us from a virus. Mm-hmm. It's about making sure everyone takes this injection. That's right. Um, we see more and more articles, uh, driving a wedge between the vaccinated and unvaccinated. Oh
1: yeah. Um, the had a story, uh, in August, just a couple weeks ago, uh, unvaccinated people need to bear the burden, Uh, you know, we need to not not even, uh, uh, you know, Don Lemon uh, was on CNN, uh, saying that people who refuse to get the COVID-19 injection, he called it a vaccine, should not be allowed to eat. You know, we should starve them into submission.
0: That's right. We, we, I've heard people use the terminology, we should shun the unvaccinated. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. There's, there's (laughs) even, there's even a politician running for, uh, I believe a, a state Senate legislative seat in California that is out there actually saying that we should shoot the unvaccinated just off
1: the charts and that tells me that that something's coming and by the way Wednesday night I'm going to uh, after I kind of lay out some of the new developments I'm going to give you the Luciferian timetable in their own words and then I'm going to speculate and I'll definitely clarify that it's my speculation as to what I think is coming next So you don't want to miss that Wednesday night uh, uh, not by works org uh, but you know talking about shunning, I, I show I'm going to show a screenshot of a, I think this one's actually in the UK, a mainstream news media report in London that says uh, they're talking about how it's time to ditch your unvaccinated friends.
0: Right, you I know? saw. Yeah, I they're saw that crazy. screenshot. Yes. I mean, they're out there, and then of course,
1: so-called Christian leaders are out there, like Franklin Graham and uh, Beth Moore. Yeah. Uh, you know, talking about. Uh, You know uh, how you know unvaccinated Christians are sinning, you know all of this stuff. But the good news, or you know, there is a glimmer of positive things happening more and more all across the country, especially at the local school board level. uh, Now that uh, schools are opening up again this fall, uh, they're getting packed with, in some cases, thousands. I just heard uh, that this morning that at one of the there were some 2,000 people signed up to speak for two minutes each, but they only had 45 minutes, so the vast majority of them didn't get to speak. Mm-hmm. But all across the country, you're seeing this happening where parents, for different reasons, it's, it's not all because they have a biblical worldview, uh, but they recognize the lunacy of making young children wear masks all day. And they're you know trying to get these school boards to back down, but they're not. These school board people are just acting with impunity because uh, they think they're protected. And uh, but you know, think about the sociological implications of oh. you know, young second graders sitting in school or first graders trying to learn the alphabet while their teachers talking and, and learning how to pronounce words, and they can't even see their teacher's face. That's right. They can't. See- each other's expression they can't see the smiles and the glimmers in their eyes i mean it, it is diabolical what's happening uh to a whole generation of young people all for a silly mandate uh and I, I talked about biderman's uh uh rules for uh or method of getting people to you know to do what you want and, and to uh you know, coercion it's called and this was a chinese developed uh concept and i've shown you the steps in that in, in a previous version i think it was version three or part three of what was going on and, and it correlates absolutely uh, down the line with exactly what's happening with this uh you know uh, pandemic so it's not about the the uh virus it's about control um uh, and we see more and more uh uh, rhetoric out there uh, francis collins who i mentioned earlier that the nih director is is out there again claiming that unvaccinated americans are sitting ducks and that this virus is going to cause a world of hurt but again not a peep not a peep about all of the people who are getting sick and again i get emails from people they'll say well my cousin got the vaccine or i got the vaccine and i didn't get sick well good for you okay that's Give it six or eight months, and then let's talk and see how you're feeling. Because you've been basically injected with an antigen that's floating throughout your bloodstream, attap- you know, attaching to ACE two receptors, and wherever it lands—whether it's in your brain,
2: your heart, your, you know, pancreas, other parts of the body—it's going to cause problems. And, yeah. yeah. Uh,
1: you know, some people have natural immunities that, you know, by God's grace, they'll be able to overcome it. Uh, many aren't, but it uh, doesn't change just because. You know, you've got an anecdote here or there doesn't change the fact that again by some accounts forty five thousand or more have already died from this vaccine and certainly by the cdc's own admission half a million have had serious adverse effects uh, you know that doesn't change that fact
0: right right yeah those those numbers have been uh, grossly misrepresented and underreported also
2: yeah and that's right so
1: that, I'm just trying to, you know, keep it with their own official uh, numbers. We know from, uh, you know, non-government uh, experts and uh, reports and studies that have been uh, independent studies that it's it's really, you know, much, much more serious than that. But I mean, you know, back in the 70s when, when they did the slime flu uh, vaccine, and they stopped it after 53 deaths. Yeah. They said, oh, something's the matter here. We got 53 deaths. Well, the CDC's now said there's at least 13,000 deaths Yeah. from this vaccine, and they're just still pushing it, not a peep. You don't yeah. hear people about. It.
0: Uh, yeah, yeah. The, but, the The ad campaigns uh, are still going strong. You know, it's perfectly safe. Go out and get yeah. it. Have a free hamburger on us if you get your yeah. ca- your vaccine. You know, I mean, yeah, they're
2: now paying people to take people they, to get
1: the vaccine. They are." You know? I mean,
0: you can have a full-time job just rounding up people and taking them to your nearest mall, parking lot, and driving
1: them through the drive through injection. You can make quite a good living just
0: you pro- bringing people to get vaccinated. Yeah, probably. Yeah, And the government would probably pay them to do it.
1: On August 13th, uh, the White House uh, issued a uh, statement uh, that basically says, you know, we're, we're not considering more severe measures to force people to get the vaccine, such as requiring them for interstate travel, in other words, setting up checkpoints. Uh-huh. They said, we're not considering this at this time. At this time, yeah. Yeah,
2: that's a, that's a very telling phrase. And I mentioned that uh, you know a representative from
1: uh, New York, uh, Representative Richie Torres, has put forth H.R. 4980, which has been referred to the Department to the Committee on Homeland Security, uh, in which he is directing the Secretary of Homeland Security to ensure that any individual traveling on a flight that departs from or arrives to an airport in the United States or a territory of the United States is fully vaccinated. Yeah. So they're going to shut down air travel, shut down, uh, you
2: know, car travel. They're
1: going to make it harder and harder. And if you want a glimpse of the future, look at what's going on over in Melbourne, Australia.
0: Right? Oh, yeah. I
1: mean, they are patrolling yeah. the streets, demanding to see people's papers. Uh, you are being arrested if you're
0: caught outdoors after 5 p.m. They're cha- uh, They're p.m. chasing people. The police are actually chasing people down in city parks and forcefully vaccinating them question and and they're using helicopters to patrol the streets during the non
2: uh, curfew hours if you're caught outside they're demanding to see your vaccine passport which they've already rolled out if
1: you don't have it you're arrested on the spot there's all kinds of videos showing that same thing in Canada very similar not
2: quite as austere but pretty similar so yeah so uh, bottom line
1: is I I know we're just about out of time here but uh, I did I did want to mention that some practical things um, I think you need to remember Proverbs 22 3 which is the wise man sees trouble coming and prepares for it
2: right
1: so at a minimum you need to take care of the core uh, survival survivability issues air water food you can survive three minutes without air three days without water three months without food so uh, you better uh, you better have all three of those things available in case of a crisis, because it's my best guess that they're going to uh, put forth some type of major false flag event that will justify, in the minds of, of many uh, deceived people, another lockdown that will be far worse than the first one. Yeah, I don't think yeah. they're gonna be able to do it simply through a so-called Delta variant or whatever. I think too many people are hip to what's been happening. Mm-hmm. But if they do some type
2: of major event, which with the events going on in Afghanistan and the saber rattling with Russia and China,
1: uh, that's not at all beyond the realm of possibility. Uh, I think it's coming. So think through what you need. Don't think about grocery stores, you know, those that think about what you have because you may be stuck with what you have within reach for a lengthy period of time.
0: That could happen. It looks like it is come coming, coming to pass here pretty shortly. Uh, JB, we want to thank you for being with us again today and sharing, uh, such critical information with us. And I would like to remind our listeners to, uh, to be certain to tune into, uh, your Wednesday night meeting, uh, on what in the world is going on. Uh, I believe it's going to be part four. Uh, you, you will not want to miss this. This is critical information. Go to not by and, uh, and you'll see some instructions there as to how you can live stream or record the event. It will be fantastic information, uh, something that will be useful to you, uh, and something really everybody definitely needs to know. So uh, I'm reminding our listeners to do that. And again, JB, thank you for being with us today. We hope we'll we'll be able to to, uh, talk with you again next Tuesday. Uh, But until then, Uh, This is the Christian Underground News Network signing off until this coming Saturday. Please be with us for our ongoing study in Galatians. Until then, may God bless and keep you.